Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidanandamurtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harine Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Vejagatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmahi Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhavan Namo Namaha Oh, I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. about to your own self, your own self, your own essence, your own inherent divinity, the one reality being you while being all and beyond all, O Shiva. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. The world needs more yogis. As many of you know, after a Swarupa yoga class, when you get in the car, you have to adjust your mirror. You're taller. Your spine is longer. Your breath is more open. Your peripheral vision is wider. Your mood is peaceful and you're a better driver. Great results. Totally predictable. Completely reliable. And it happens in only 90 minutes. 
You get the same results with a 10-minute meditation. Longer is even better, but a short meditation is quite amazing. Only 10 minutes instead of 90 minutes, and it works. Even if during the 10 minutes you were thinking this isn't working. Of course, you keep restarting your mantra when you realize you're doubting yourself. And it works. When you open your eyes, you realize you're changed. You're opened up. It's not just your spine and your breath. Your mind and your heart are more open. And you're a better driver. So if everyone on the road was meditating or doing yoga, they would all be better drivers. What a quick and easy way to improve the world. The world needs more yogis. I described it this way in my new teachings article for this month. The world needs more yogis. You shine with the light of consciousness. Your caring comes from a deeper inner source. Your intelligence is quickened by the inner light shining through. When you shine with the light of consciousness, you bring that light into your life and into the world. You become an agent of light. You're not a messenger of light. A messenger carries a message from someone else. This light doesn't belong to someone else. It's your light. It's the light of your own being. Yoga uncovers your inner light. So much of what you have been trained in is ways to cover your light. So much of what you think and do keeps reinforcing the dark. And you've probably gotten really good at functioning in the dark, unfortunately. I'd like to see you function well in the light. Now, this is a big deal. Being able to function when you are radiant, shining, and based in bliss, well, some people just want to close their eyes and coast on. But that approach means it will end, and usually within minutes. Inner bliss is the sensation of self. Just like if you rub your arm, your arm feels the sensation. If you stand next to a heater vent, you feel warm air blowing on you. That's a sensation. As a young adult, I lived for a couple of years in a house that had the heater vent on the floor, a big metal grate about four feet square. It was centrally located right in the middle of the house. So the heat would go into the living room and the dining room and the bedrooms and the bathroom. And when it was really cold, I stood on the grate, especially in a nightgown. The warm air would blow up and puff my nightgown all around me, trapping me in a cocoon of warmth. It felt so good that I didn't want to leave the grate. I couldn't do anything else. I was stuck in the bliss. Okay, it's superficial bliss, but still it's bliss the bliss of being warm in a cold house. So when we chant or meditate and you experience the bliss of consciousness, you think you have to sit still so you can stay in the bliss. Of course you can sit in it while it lasts. 
but I'd like to help you develop your ability to bring your bliss with you. Inner bliss is the flow of consciousness within. It is the energy of bliss called Shakti energy. Technically, Ananda Shakti, the energy of Ananda, bliss, bliss energy. It is one of the five divine energies by which Shiva has manifested this world. Chit Shakti, the energy of awareness. This is Shiva's awareness of being Shiva, the divine being aware of its own existence. Ananda Shakti, the energy of bliss, which is the sensation or the feeling of Shiva's knowing of Shiva's own being. When you know your own existence, the knowing gives you a feeling. This feeling is bliss. Ananda Shakti. Icha Shakti, the energy of will, the ability to take that bliss, the overflowing abundance of ecstatic, eternal, ever-arising bliss, and choose in what direction to pour it. When you share your bliss, where do you want to have it flow? Jnana Shakti, the energy of knowing. This is your mind knowing what it knows. You are used to using this ability externally. You see and label things. You analyze and evaluate. You grade things, accept and reject, and go through all sorts of mental machinations. But you can use this ability to know what's inside, not just what is in your mind, but what is deeper. Who you really are, O Shiva. Kriya Shakti, the energy of activity. Shiva, the one divine reality, moves into action. Shiva moves into action by beginning with awareness, awareness that overflows into bliss, and then bliss that overflows into creativity, choicefulness, sharing, caring, and shining into the world in whatever ways you choose. Shiva, in his awareness and bliss, chose and is continuing to choose to manifest this world. Shiva is being all, knows all, and is in perpetual action, blissfully being snow, being sun, being rain, being trees, and, oh, we had a little chipmunk scooting around the yard yesterday. Shiva's being chipmunks and being you and me and all. This is all summarized in the first sutra of the Shiva Sutras. Chapter 1, Sutra 1, Chaitanya Matma, consciousness or awareness, which has absolute freedom of all knowledge and activity, is the self. I'll turn it around into the word order we're used to in English. Your own self is aware, having absolute freedom of all knowledge and activity. Your own self is aware of your own self. Your own self is not inert consciousness. Your self has the power of knowledge and activity. Your own individual power 
of knowledge and activity comes from the deeper dimension, your own self, your inherent divinity. You are Shiva, primordial beingness, being you. This divine power of knowing and doing is part of your inherent nature. This means you don't have to sit in stillness in order to be self, in order to know your own self, in order to experience the bliss of your own self. Your own inner essence arises from within, fills you, and overflows into the world through your relationships and your actions, which you get to choose. Here's how the knowingness turns into doingness. This is a map of the one divine reality bringing the universe into existence. Chit Shakti, Ananda Shakti, Itcha Shakti, Jnana Shakti, Kriya Shakti. Chit Shakti, the energy of awareness. Ananda Shakti, the energy of bliss. Itcha Shakti, the energy of will. Jnana Shakti, the energy of knowing. Kriya Shakti, the energy of activity. When you meditate, you go through the process in the reverse order. Like you're backing into yourself. Kriya Shakti, you stop all the activity in order to meditate. Sitting in stillness helps your mind to become quiet so you can look deeper. Jnana Shakti. Oh, but your mind keeps churning in the beginning. So you do some practices to help your mind settle, like chanting, which we've done, or mantra, or yogic breathing and poses. That's what all of these practices are for. It's to help your mind settle. As your mind settles, you're not caught up in the knowing of external things. The revelation of your inner dimensionality begins so you can know yourself to the core. Oh, Shiva. Itcha Shakti. You choose to keep returning your mind to mantra, choosing the direction you are headed inward. You're using your willpower to focus inward. It's not, beam me up, Scotty. It's, beam me in, Guru Devi. Ananda Shakti. As you settle deeper inward, the bliss begins to flow. It might begin as a deeper breath. Or a physical opening. Or maybe an effortless lifting and lengthening of your spine. It might be a sense of deep relaxation, or it could be tingles, even currents and flows of physical bliss. Oh, and there's mental bliss. Oh, and there's emotional bliss. And one text describes supernal bliss. There are so many kinds of bliss for you to experience. Yet there is more. You're following the trail that consciousness laid out. You're going from outside to inside. What will you find? You actually go beyond the bliss to chit shakti, the energy of pure awareness. You become aware that you are aware. You become aware 
that you are the one who is being all. You become aware of your own self, which is the self of all. You deepen and expand into pure awareness, which leads to pure beingness. And you be. You are Shiva. And you know you are Shiva. And the bliss is just one component of your beingness and awareness. And now you get up and move. You bring your own self with you everywhere you go. The world needs more yogis. The Bhagavad Gita is a yogic text, variously dated to 3000 BCE, or maybe only from 200 BCE. Scholars disagree on whether it's 5,000 or 2,400 years old. I'll call it historic, if not ancient. It is the teachings of an incarnation of God, Krishna, one who incarnated in India to give people guidance at a pivotal time. It was the changing of an age from Dwapara Yuga to our current Kali Yuga. In Dwapara Yuga, the divine intellect ceases to exist. Thus, it becomes rare that anyone is wholly truthful. The life of deceit leads to people being plagued by ailments, diseases, and various types of desires. Only after suffering from these ailments do people realize their misdeeds and apply themselves to spiritual practices. Kali Yuga is worse. This is from Markandeya's discourse in the Mahabharata. Men with widespread influence cause truth to be contracted and concealed. Due to the shortness of their lives, people will not acquire much knowledge. With little knowledge, they will have no wisdom. Because of this, jealousy and greed will overwhelm them all. And wedded to ignorance and greed... Wrath and lust will make men entertain animosities towards one another. Intellectual darkness will envelop the whole earth. Welcome to Kali Yuga. This is why Krishna gave teachings to help us understand how to live in this age of darkness, the one in which we now live. The Bhagavad Gita is the record of his teaching. In it, he emphasized that you must act. Yogis of yore sat on their duffs, trying to quiet their mind by holding their body and breath still. Looking inward to try and find the bliss that is promised in the texts. The ancient stories tell of many yogis meditating for 10,000 years. Personally, I didn't want to wait that long. So I got a Shaktipat guru who gives the bliss immediately through initiation. The point of getting Shaktipat, as I did from Baba, is that you get the fruits of his efforts. You don't have to wait until your efforts bear fruit. So I got Shaktipat and then continued on to study with him and to do the practices he taught. And the bliss carried me all the way through. Well, the bliss carried me until I turned my attention to Kali Yuga, looking for the world to give me bliss. 
I'd start off the morning in meditation and I'd be in bliss. Sometimes it was only deep inner contentment or a peaceful state of mind, which are some of the early stages of bliss. So I would be in bliss until I got distracted by the things going on around me. Or worse, distracted by the stuff in my own mind. There goes the bliss. Then I'd be churning inside, wanting a person to change, wanting the situation to change, wanting the weather to change, or wanting something else that would make me happy with the external world. And not feeling the bliss, not even remembering the bliss was possible. The bliss is found inside. Bliss happens inside. Happiness happens inside. You already know this. When the weather is just right, or when everybody is doing exactly what you want, ha, and it all works so that you can be happy, where do you feel the happiness? Where is it? It's inside. Happiness is just a hint of the bliss that is a little deeper within. So go for the source, dive inside, and then bring your bliss with you. This is why I wrote in this month's teachings article, The World Needs More Yogis. You shine with the light of consciousness. Your caring comes from a deeper inner source. Your intelligence is quickened by the inner light shining through. But there's more to this paragraph. I went on describing what happens when you bring yourself with you into your life and into the world. Your willingness to play the game makes the game more fun. But you're not depending on the outcome or any person in the game to make you feel better. Why? Because you already feel better than better. So Krishna gave teachings in the Bhagavad Gita for how to feel better than better. And then what to do with that feeling. What he taught was a radical redefinition of yoga. Until that time, for thousands of years, yogis withdrew from the world, leaving home and family, rejecting all actions, And Krishna said, now this is a one-line summary of the 18 chapters of the Bhagavad Gita. Basically, Krishna said, get off your duff and go to work. Second chapter, verse 48, Krishna said, Yoga sta kuru karmani sangam tyakva dananchaya sidhya sidhyo samobhutva samadvam yoga uchyate. Perform action, O Arjuna, with the inner steadiness of yoga, abandoning neediness, balanced in success and failure. Evenness of mind is truly yoga. Now, Krishna is saying this to Arjuna, who has just come from living for 12 years in the forest. He comes back to a really messy family quarrel, which has been lying dormant while he was gone. His return, along with his four brothers, stirs it up again. It's a royal quarrel, worse than the one we're seeing in the press these days. Facing this mess, Arjuna, who's standing in for you, 
said to Krishna, I'll just go back to the forest. It's quiet and peaceful. I know how to live there and I can get really spiritual. Krishna says, go to work, buddy boy. (laughs) Freeform translation. (laughs) But get to work without the inner churning. No anger, no blame, no recriminations, no neediness. Just do what needs to be done. Whether you succeed or fail doesn't matter, only that you're in the game. And then he caps it off with, evenness of mind is truly spiritual. Yoga stakuru karmani sangam tyakva dananjaya sidya sidyo samobhutva samadvam yoga uchate. Perform action, O Arjuna, with the inner steadiness of yoga, abandoning neediness, balanced in success and failure. Evenness of mind is truly yoga. Base reality. Get off your high horse. Do your part, but do it as though you're enlightened. It comes from an inner steadiness. It's called yoga. Samatvam yoga uchyate. Sama means evenness, steadiness. Yoga means spirituality. Uchyate means it is said. This is high praise. Yoga is an oral tradition. So when something is said, it's important. Samatvam yoga uchyate, evenness of mind, is said to be yoga, truly yoga. Not stretching, not breathing, not meditating. It's all about your ability to take your own self into your life with you. So let's fast forward the scene a few thousand years. You haven't been in the forest for 12 years, but some of you have been sitting on your duff since the pandemic began. Or you have your other favorite ways to hide from reality and dodge the scary stuff. It's time to get up and get moving. You get to choose where and what, but it's time to make a contribution. The world needs more yogis. How can you tell that you're a yogi while you're acting? One, you're not churning because you're not needy. Two, you're not needy because you're already full inside. You bring your own self with you everywhere you go. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.